can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now, where we talk all about tips and tricks on how to succeed when all of a sudden you're in charge. This one's a doozy. It's about having to let someone go. And I'm not, this is one of the hardest and worst things you got to do as a boss is let someone go. Fire them. Nobody likes doing it. It doesn't get easier, I guess. I mean, maybe I would hate to say that it does. And I, I think it does in some ways and and here are some ways it gets easier like the actual conversation and the fact that you have to like tell someone that they're not going to have a job tomorrow and not going to like have any income is never fun. But the reason why it gets a little bit easier is because as you develop your boss skills, you become better at giving your team regular, direct and candid feedback so that when the time comes to make the decision, you know that you've done all you can to help them improve and, and you've given them some warning that it's that it's coming. And so it feels a little bit better in that way. I feel like the first couple of times you fire somebody in your life, you probably didn't do a great job and they probably were blindsided and those are the worst. There really, really is nothing worse than going into a termination meeting Oftentimes I have to go join them because I'm in HR and it's terrible when it's clear the manager did not do a good job of setting expectations or clearly explain to them that something needed to improve um, and they're blindsided. Now, some people will be blind, will say they're blindsided no matter what, but you, you know, in your gut, if you did a good job telling somebody or not, and then you also know when you didn't and it really sucks when you did. Um, let me tell you. I've definitely done it. But what we're going to what we're going to talk about today is really how how to have performance conversations with your well we're actually not going to talk about how to have conversations with performance conversations with your team because we've already dedicated an entire episode on that. So by the time I'm going to assume for the sake of this episode that you've already done that work and they they already are clear and they know that there's potential for them to lose their job because of their performance or or whatever it is. Or I'm going to assume that this person did something so egregious that they need immediate termination. So I'm going to assume that that has happened. If that hasn't happened and you're listening to this episode, go back and listen to the how to have performance conversations with your team first. And then if things don't improve, come back and listen to this episode. Um, but 
I'm going to assume you've done that because you're working on being a good boss. That's why you're listening to the show. Um, and also I want to, one thing I don't know that I put in that episode that I will reference here is you want to make sure you're acting consistently with everybody on your team when there's a performance issue. So if you give so-and-so certain amount of time to improve or, or you talk about it or, or what have you, you want to do the same thing for everybody. Um, and that's not to say if you did a shitty job on this before that you should just continue doing a shitty job telling people like make steps to improve. But what I'm saying is like, if you're giving somebody 60 days to improve, um, don't go ahead. Like if you give Jane 60 days to improve, like don't give Bob 10 days or no days to improve, right? Like be pretty consistent, I guess is my point there. So go back and listen to that episode. If, if you, if you really need to have a performance conversation first. Um, and so what I'm going to do in this episode is first go through some of the things you need to do to prepare for the conversation. And oftentimes this stuff needs to be done a few days ahead of time. And then I'm going to go into practices for actually having the conversation in the meeting. It's also worth noting if you're deciding to end a relationship with an independent contractor or freelancer, there really isn't any compliance things you need to get ahead of time or ahead of the conversation. You're just going to want to make sure that you check the contract to, to make sure you didn't agree to any notice period or any guaranteed duration of product or projects, I should say. And then just remember that like treat people nicely and respectfully, even if they're a contractor or a freelancer. Some of the biggest reasons, some well, one, it's just good human decency to do that. Like sometimes I forget that people don't realize that. And I, I just assume that people know that, but I think I need to start calling that stuff out more. Otherwise I sound like a co- like cold hearted person, but it's just like a nice thing to do. Not even just nice thing. It's like a respectful thing to do. You never know who they're going to meet, who they're going to talk about your, you to, um, when you might need their help again. Um, you know, all of that stuff. Like, and it's just like treat people well, because what goes around comes around the golden rule or karma or um, treat people how you want to be treated, I guess, is the golden rule. Like all those things are applicable. So also, you want to treat them well, because a lot of the times, if you get a complaint with like a government body, that you have been treating somebody like an ind- like a independent contractor when they should have been an employee you know, somebody who maybe wasn't treated very well when they, the contract was ended might want to stick it to you and go file a claim against you. So it's like not only just nice common decency to treat people well, it also makes it's good business sense. So that's like my quick little note about contractors. Um, for sake of employees of your company, what you need to do first, and employees are W-2, considered employees by the government. Um, the first thing you're going to want to do is make sure you're not firing them for any legal reason. These can be any form of discrimination, intentional or perceived. We talk about this in other episodes as well, especially as it relates to hiring decisions. Go back and listen to that. You cannot fire somebody because they file a worker's comp claim or they get injured by working. You cannot file somebody because they, you know, brought up a harassment claim or maybe they're sticking up for a hostile work environment. You cannot fire somebody if they demand unpaid wages that you have not paid, or because of rights to paid leave, like 
sick leave in some states or Family Medical Leave Act, um, and you can't fire them for their political beliefs, which I think is a big one in today's climate, if you ask me. Um, and so make sure that, that, that it's not for any of these reasons or could be perceived as any of these reasons. That's a kicker as well. Once you've verified that, you want to make sure and double check any final pay requirements in the state in which the employee is doing their work. Each state is different. Some require that employees get their final pay on the date of termination. Some require that it's the next pay period. Others require it's within a certain amount of days. You also want to double check what else, what needs to be paid out. Like obviously hours worked, but in some states it's like scheduled hours for that pay period or um, any accrued vacation or PTO, which we just talked about in a previous episode. You want to look up your state's laws on that so that you know. Um, and then you also want to decide if there's any sort of paperwork that's required. Like the state of California has a few documents you have to give out when you um, terminate someone along with some stuff you have to put in writing. So just make sure you look up what your state's, what that state's requirements are. And you can literally just Google final pay requirements in California, termination paperwork required in California, that type of stuff. You can Google it and it'll all pop up. Just make sure you're looking at the state websites for, for the information, not some random HR person. Although we are good. <laughs> I would look at the state's website. Um, and then decide if you're going to offer any severance pay um, and what that is. And, and reasons to offer severance are, you know, if it's completely unexpected and you want to give the employee some runway to land on, um, is it, it could be a, a kind thing to do. If you are unexpectedly eliminating a position, maybe it isn't performance related. Maybe it's like laying someone off. Um, you know, that could be a reason to grant it. And it also gives you the ability to have them sign a release of claims to ensure you won't find yourself in trouble of them like filing a lawsuit against you um, for wrongful termination. So if you're going to do that, work with a lawyer to get a severance agreement drafted. Um, but you want to decide if you're going to do that or not. Um, and then you just want to think about any access that they have to things that need to be immediately deactivated to protect the business, like financial systems, HR systems, any emails or um, CRM tools, like can they reach out to your clients, you know, those types of things and have a plan for how you're going to deactivate them as soon as you're done speaking with them. Do not do it beforehand. It's very shitty for the employee to log into work and not have access stuff. And that's how they find out they were fired. Just look at anything going online right now about Twitter, Facebook, any of the big tech companies <laughs> that are laying people off. It's, it's not not only is it like just not a good look, it's just like a really crappy practice. So you can line it up so it happens immediately. Have somebody on your team ready to go who has access, who can, who you can send a text, like be ready at, if you're going to talk to the person at three o'clock, please be ready at 310 to deactivate this person from the systems or whatever. Um, and then you also want to think about how you're going to get equipment back if they work remotely. It's illegal in a lot of states to withhold money from someone's paycheck for unreturned equipment, even computers. I know it's a bummer. Don't shoot the messenger here. Um, you can't just decide you're going to withhold the money from a paycheck until you get it back. Most of the states, you can look up what those rules are, but I would just not do it. It's not good practice. Um, one thing that I've done in the past is um, like, let's say it's in a state that requires the final paycheck to be delivered with in like the next pay period or whatever, 
you could send a FedEx box with a, a FedEx return label and in the box include their final paycheck and tell them they have to return the computer. Or like in California, you have to pay somebody on their final day of work. And so instead of forcing that person to come into the office, we've sent a courier to their house with their final paycheck. And then they come back to the office with their computer. So that's one way around it. So you just want to think about how you're going to do that. So that's really the biggest things that you need to think about before having the conversation. And now I'm going to talk about the conversation itself. So starting with when to do it, it's situational. And you just have to decide what makes the most sense based on the situation. It might make the most sense to do it in a pre-scheduled one-on-one. Like let's say it's Tuesday mornings at nine, you have a a call pre-scheduled. You just ask somebody else to join it because you always want to have a witness, which is another thing. Like have somebody else in the meeting with you, whether that's an HR rep, um, another leader. You know, if you're a small business owner, you might be the only person. And so that's okay. But like, it's better to be alone, I think, than to have a peer join it. I think that's kind of a, a not a good look. So um, decide that. Um, and then, you, or you might want to decide to do it midweek. Um, you know, give them time to like start looking for a job versus going into the weekend laid off on a Friday. Maybe you decide Friday's best. I don't know, but you're going to decide when, when to do it. And if it's something that needs immediate attention, then like do it as soon as possible. Like don't drag your feet. And it really, really depends on the situation. But the biggest thing I will say is use compassion and think about it. Like don't just decide what's easier for you because of your travel schedule. Like look at a calendar and like really think about the whole process. Is it their birthday? Did their mom just die? Like think about it, those types of things um, and put yourself into their situation. So it's not to say somebody has some bad luck and you, 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 you keep them on payroll for a month, but maybe you give them a week or a few days. You don't do it on the exact day, right? So just use some compassion here and think about it. Don't just do what's ever best for your schedule. And then you're going to want to make sure you have everything prepared final pay, any documents you need to give them along with a plan on how you're going to get equipment returned. Um, I already mentioned having somebody else join the meeting. Um, you know, the person who joins will take notes about the meeting. I don't recommend you record the meeting on your smartphone. If it's something you really want to make sure you check the recording and consent laws in the state before you just do that. Um, I'm always so surprised how many times like some of my clients have recorded conversations. I'm like, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Um, and then have the meeting in person if possible. It's always the best thing to do or via video if needed. Do not fire somebody over the phone or email or text message unless you have literally no other choice. Um, you know, again, use compassion. Don't just send an email to somebody. Um, so in person or on video, um, you know, definitely is recommended. And during the meeting, just eat the frog, meaning get straight to the point, do the hard thing first, offer a quick overview and keep it short, make it simple and to the point. If you're commuting it during a normal one-on-one, you could start off with something like, unfortunately, today's one-on-one is a little bit of a different conversation and, and they have, some, and we do have some bad news. Um, today is actually going to be your last day working here. We've decided to let you go because you're not meeting whatever reason. It could be your sales targets, your performance requirements, or you haven't been making the you know improvements we've talked about for the last two months. And 
we just decided, or, you know, and, and today's the day that, you know, is going to be your last day. And then go over a final pay, how you're going to get equipment, you know, let them know that their systems are going to be deactivated immediately, how they can get any personal belongings and, and all of that stuff. And just, again, show compassion. Being like firing someone sucks. Being fired is way worse. It's like traumatic oftentimes. Being laid off is worse. So yes, it's hard for you. It's harder for them. And so after the meeting, well, I guess I should say during the meeting, you know, they may want to start. You could offer them an option to like share anything, give them a second. But if they start to like offer excuses or try to negotiate why they shouldn't be fired, you know, you can you can jump in and be like, look, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Unfortunately, like this is not up for conversation. This decision is final. We've thought long and hard about it. You know, we've really appreciated all the effort you've put into improving, but it's just not, you know, you're, you are not the right fit for this role or something along those lines. Like you can definitely jump in and be like, yo, this is not a negotiation, but again, be compassionate. And then after the meeting, make sure you talk to your team. You're going to want to be direct and straightforward, but don't reveal the reasons for the decision or the details. Like that should stay confidential for a lot of different reasons. And, and also it's just a bad look. Your team's going to be like, oh, when I leave, they're going to talk about all my stuff or do they share how I'm performing with everyone? Like you want your team to believe that some stuff is, is a bit confidential and that you like honor them and respect them. Um, if someone isn't perform, and honestly, like if somebody isn't performing and you're firing them, the team already knows of the performance issues. Like they're not dumb. Like they're like, they're frustrated by it just as much as you are. I swear. And I promise you it's, I can't even think of one time the team didn't expect it when it happened. Um, and if it's something that's really abrupt that required an immediate termination, they might be a bit more shocked. But don't just jump in into the reasons so that you feel justified in the decision. Um, you know, if somebody stole from you, don't be like, oh, my God, they were stealing money from us for like five years. Like, don't say that. Um, if they want to, like, even if you want to scream it from the rooftops because you're so damn pissed off. Um, if they press, you could say something to the effect of like, look, um, you know, after some investigation, we found that they were violating a pretty serious policy from us and we were just unable to, um, they, they, they could not remain employed by us after that policy violation. You're still getting the point across without saying, oh my God, they stole blah, 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 blah for five years. Can you even believe it? You know, you're still getting the point across while also remaining respectful and keeping some trust. You also, you know, you, you could join the, one of the ways that I tend to like start the conversation because people know you're going to think it's confidential. So-and-so has already texted so-and-so and there's a text message chain going around telling everyone that so-and-so got fired. You, like before you even have time to, to have the conversation with your team, it's a bummer. It's truth. So how to start the conversation is just be like, as some of you may already know, today was Sam's last day working with us. I can't go into details because it's confidential and I want to honor his privacy, period. Honor his privacy, period. Um, we're working on plans to fire to hire somebody new into his role or to backfill his role. And if you have any ideas on how to impact like their absence on the team, like please let me know. Um, and if you think that people are going to start to worry about their jobs, assure them that the person was fired for cause and that you had candid combos with them leading up to it. 
You can also assure them that you're not eliminating any jobs and that if their performance was not up to par, they would know. You can also reiterate things that you really enjoy about them and how they're performing very, very well. And after you fire someone, it's probably a good idea to go out of your way to make sure you're praising people and so that they know they're doing a good job and they're not worried about them being lost. Um, So those that are my tips for knowing you need to fire someone. I guess the last thing I'll talk a little bit about that people often come to me for is like, should I hire a new person before I fire that person? No, I know you want to. I know it's scary to go a time period without some roles. I think it is a very bad business practice to hire somebody without firing someone, especially if you're going to need to post the job in order to hire somebody. Um, Also, if you go to a recruiter and you're like, let's do a confidential search, it's very hard to find a quality applicant that's confidential. People do not respond to confidential job postings. If I reach out to someone and I'm like, hey, I'm hiring a bubble uh, XYZ role, but the company is confidential right now. Do you want to talk about it? Do you think a good candidate is going to be like, yeah, I want to talk about it? No, they're going to know that you're recruiting for someone before you fire them. And that's shitty. So don't do that. Deal with figuring out a a short-term transition plan where you're looking to recruit and hire somebody new. Um, It's never fun. It's it's hard. That's part of being a boss. Um, But it's significantly better than your team finding out you were working on a replacement before you fired someone. They're always going to think that they're next. It's terrible, terrible business, even though it keeps you up at night wondering how you're going to get shit done. I'm sorry. It's part of being a boss. Um, And firing someone's never fun. It's not, it gets, but it's part of it. And the more you do it, the the more comfortable you'll feel having the conversation. It doesn't mean it's easier. And if you treat people respectfully and with candor and you're having performance conversations, it's not a surprise. You're often opening them up to find a job that's going to be a better fit for them. Just remember that. Um, You don't need to tell them that in the meeting, but you are. So don't just keep someone on because you feel bad. Like you can, it is okay. They will find another job and they will make it. So thanks for tuning in. On that note, go out and be a good boss. Hopefully you don't have to fire someone for some time. But if you do, we got you covered and now you got a plan. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.